Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Phoebe and Budgie's Thursday Night Recce. I'm joined tonight by our Elite Motorsport Academy winner for 2023. Great to see one of the rallying guys out on top, Zeal Jones. Thanks for joining us tonight, mate. Oh, stop it, baby. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, it was great to take out the Academy Camp Week. So, um, yeah, we'll head into the 12-month graduate program with a bit of confidence. But, um, yeah, no, it was an awesome week, and thanks to all the trustees as well. Absolutely. Just talk us through a little bit of that experience because there's so many facets to it, isn't there? We are just talking before, you know, it's not just physical training or anything like that. There's a lot going on, isn't there? Yeah, no, definitely. Like I said to you before, you can do all the physical training you want and be just as uh, fit as you can, but it's really mental is the focus of the academy because they focus on media, nutrition, mental skills, uh, funding, all things like that. Like the first couple of days were just heavy, intense content learning. So, you know, it was a bit different to uh, doing a whole lot of work on the stages or the track. Um, you know, you, yourself and Ari Pettigrew were there representing the rally guys. Was there a bit of intercode rivalry or you know, did, <laughs> as, as the rally guys, did you sort of gang up together on the, on the circuit guys or was it all, all happy? Yeah. Family? Yeah, no, nah, we actually really got along all well, all eight of us. Like, I can't thank all the other boys enough. They were great the whole week. And, uh, yeah, it was good to, like, catch up with Ari. You don't often get that kind of time with him. But, um, you know, we had great chats. And there was times where uh, the rally boys would have a bit of competition with the track boys, especially on the Sims and things like that. But, um, no, nah, we were all pretty well joined together. So, yeah. Excellent. I guess when you talk about those sims, assuming they're, they're circuit racing, but you, you yeah. sort of had a little bit of background with um, you know, reasonable success in karting before you you uh, turned to the dirty side. Yeah, yeah. No, karting was great fun. It taught me all the fundamentals. Like, I think it's a great way to get into motorsport, but it wasn't quite my forte. We uh, we went pretty well here and there. I think my best result was probably pole at nationals. But that was about it. So, um, yeah, I went good in the rain. That's just my driving style. So I was proud of that. But, um, yeah, we went from there and then stopped for about a year where COVID was. And then that's where we kind of decided that rallying was our way to go. Like I tested out a Formula Ford, funny enough, with Uncle Kingsley. And that was, a, that was pretty cool. That was a cool experience. But, um, yeah, no, rallying, I think, was the way to go for us. Absolutely. I mean, it's definitely, as you say, in, in the blood with um, with – your dad, Austin, who who was a you know, fairly strong runner in the Group A days, and, and Uncle Kingsley, who's been around, and Andy Waverley um, for a, yeah, for a yeah. few while now with the Skoda and and things like that. Um, yeah, did did you ever stand a chance, or, or did you ever want to do anything else? Oh, look, I did a lot of I did a lot of sports when I was growing up. I did a lot of swimming. I did a lot of running, triathlon, cycling. So I really tested all the waters and rugby sports as well, like that. So, um, yeah, no, I think I always enjoyed racing the most, but it was always also the hardest because it's not like rugby season where you can go back to back to back every weekend and it doesn't cost a fortune. So, um, yeah, no, definitely it's the one that you have to work hard for, but um, I think that's part of the challenge. I gather from my sources that the swimming was pretty successful too. <laughs> yeah, no, the swimming was rather successful, so that was a good eight years of my life and that taught me a lot of discipline for sure waking up in the morning at like 5am on a Saturday just to go to training and you're like oh sometimes you question yourself but um <laughs> no it taught me a lot and it was plenty of fun so um yeah no swimming was good but uh racing was better absolutely 
So if we look at effectively your debut, because I remember you coming in in 2021 to a training day we had, and I think it might have even been the first time you you sat in a rally car, sat with with Kings in the Skoda. Would that be right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, quite possibly. That was definitely one of my first moments in a rally car. Like I'd done the little moments with Dad and his car back in the day when I was real young, but that was about it. So yeah, Kingsley's was a real eye opener and it real grabbed to me as well. So then, yeah, some eight months after that. Or eight or ten months, I think it was. You're lining up at Otago for your well, your first ever rally, basically. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's a national championship round, one of the biggest ones um, in the in the mighty sixteen hundred cc oh, two wheel drive Subaru. Yeah, yeah. So Otago was. I'd only had done two events before that, and there were two little rally sprints. Just getting my idea around really just driving on dirt because I'd just turned seventeen. And then I went to Otago for my first rally. So it's a pretty big one to go for your first rally. And there was a bit of nerves in there, but we did the right thing. We got around. We There wasn't much power to play with, so <laughs> there wasn't a lot of opportunity to crash either. So, yeah, no, we got around and it was an awesome event and it really ticked the box and uh, set, our, set the stone for the year. How important, I mean, we've seen a lot of young drivers come through like the Fiesta um, model. And, you know, that underpowered front-wheel drive concept. It really... What does it teach you? Yeah, see, look, (laughs) me and Dad had a lot of, a lot of, a lot of debate about that whole Fiesta fiasco, and clearly those boys are going awesome at the moment, and it's real cool to see. But um, I think the pathway that we've gone is actually really interesting and really cost-effective as well. So we started off with the 1600, and it taught me all the little things just about rallying, like that you need to know the basics. And then from there, when I needed a bit more power, we got that power and that was the two liter engine. And then from there, we gave it the turbo. And then, yeah, that really just gave me that upper edge. We were at Rally New Zealand's and that really showed with the result. And then from there, we went to four wheel drive and that was all in the same car. And I don't think many people can say that they can do that in the same car. So you know, it was it was real cool, and like maybe I didn't think about it as much as Dad has, but throughout the I don't know twenty odd years, it, or maybe more that he's had in the sport, he's thought of that kind of concept, and it's really worked our way. Yeah, it's, it absolutely has, and obviously that that Subaru is a, a very well known quantity in the in the household yeah. as well, because a, a lot of the work's still done in house, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So I've got a great shit at home that's Dad built up. That's the perks of him being a builder. And um, that gave given us a great facility at home to do all the work ourselves, and it's also great to have like the boys on the speed up boys on board. They give us lots of knowledge and lots of help about the Subaru whole concept. So um, yeah, we can do all the work out ourselves at home. That's a great, great thing for us because we don't have to put in all the funds from other people to do the job for us. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you touch on last year rally New Zealand. You're 17 years old. Um. <laughs> How cool was that? And, and to perform so well on that stage too. Yeah, no, something like Rally New Zealand to take off at 17 was pretty incredible. So, um, yeah, I definitely hope it's back sometime soon and I'll definitely be there for sure. But, um, you know, it was a great event for us. It was kind of a breakout event for us in the two-wheel drive because it was about, I think, was it our first? Oh, no, we had a DNF at uh, Hawke's Bay with the two-liter turbo and then we came out firing at... Um, at Rally New Zealand after our Rally Taupo, which was also a great event for us. So, you know, Rally New Zealand was super cool, and um, I hope it's back. Yeah, I think there's a lot of us that that hope that we'll see that back one day. But um, 
And then this year, so you jumped in, the, the car got the big um, the big present from Santa over the off-season, the, the yeah. rear diff and the sequential gearbox and some cool bits and pieces. How different yeah. did that make the car to drive compared to you know, what you finished last season with? Yeah, well, at Rally Waitama, which was our last event for last season, we were actually pushing pretty hard in those last few stages. So we were already sliding that rear out pretty hefty. So um, it wasn't too much of a change, to be honest, because we're still quite underpowered and it doesn't slide out as much as you'd think with the power that we have. So um, it was still different and there was still a lot to adjust to, but it's now just getting it to that limit and pushing it to that limit and keeping it on that limit so that I'm always driving it to the limit. So, um, yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely real cool, and uh, the sequential helps a lot, and I'm really enjoying that. Yeah, they're, they're cool, eh? That Waitomo rally, too, that was the you know, start of a, a new relationship for you. You'd had Dad in the car co-driving, um, or was yep. it co-driving or driving lessons? But <laughs> Matt, Bit of both. Matty, yeah, Matty Sayers jumping in. How different was the dynamic between you know, having Dad in the car and, and then moving into Maddie? Yeah, no, it was a bit different. But, like, look, having Dad in the car, it's pretty controversial. But um, it's definitely it's definitely teaches you a lot and it teaches you how to work with him because he's always going to be there, you know. So um, it was great to have him in the first year and it was, it was good for him to step back at the right time as well where I started to push on a bit more and he, maybe he got a bit scared, but... <laughs> see what he says about that when he listens but um yeah no it's great having maddie on board now with a bit of experience and i'm a bit um you could say let off the leash a bit so yeah no it's good having maddie on board and we're just building that partnership up more and more every rally so it's great excellent so you got to otago this year first event in the four-wheel drive um what what were the you know were the nerves bigger a year earlier first ever rally or or i guess first rally with a a competitive car sort of thing. Yeah, no, I definitely think the nerves were a bit more up this year compared to last year because last year I had no expectation. I was just there to have fun and learn and I was really psyched about all that. But, um, yeah, there was a bit more pressure on this year. But that's what that's what happened when you add on pressure. We made a bit of a mistake at Otago and we moved on from that well at Whangarei and then we changed our whole approach and it really worked well for us. So, yeah. So talk us through, as you say, Otago was, you know, not not ideal. A couple of little no, excursions. Yeah. Um, how, especially you know, you're only just turned eighteen, so you you're mm. a young fella. How do you put that behind you and and refocus for the first, for the next event? Yeah, no. A big help was actually from Hayden, as we're part of the WinMax Elite Junior Driver Program this year. And I had a bit of talk to him before Fongaray, and I was like, look, we've having we had a bit of a mare at um, Otago. And uh, we talked about it all, and um, yeah, we kind of changed our approach and just refocused on what was because we can't change the past, you know. So we um really focused on not looking at results and concentrating on ourselves, and that's been our main shift this year. I think that's really helped for our results this year. So um yeah, just things like that have really worked in our favour, and that's another thing about the academy as well is that we have mental skills coaches now. So um working with Natalie Fraser, who's quite well known here in Dunedin, is uh, awesome to have on board and. Yeah, she's definitely uh, putting me in the right direction. Yes, that and like Fongaray was a great result, but as you say, like you quite literally weren't checking anyone else's title. I know there's a couple of times where Budgie said he had to hold his tongue because <laughs> you were going awesome, and and he's like, yeah. oh, "I'm not allowed to tell you how you're going." And he says, "Really, really hard to interview someone about how they're having an amazing day when they don't know where they yeah. are." 
Yeah. Yeah, no, that was real interesting. It was definitely a few, the first few stages was a bit hard for me to get my head around. I definitely wanted to have a look just to see where my pace was. But um, as the day went on, we kind of just got used to it and we got in a good rhythm with Maddie as well and with the team, the boys in blue, as I call them now. Yep. And um, yeah, no, it was good in the end. So yeah, it worked out in our favour. Obviously, yeah, fantastic result after two days of rallying to be fifth overall. I mean, what did that... I know what it meant to your dad because he he was running around proud as punch. But um, yeah, you know, you, you're a pretty cool character. What did it mean to to you and and the rest of the team? Yeah, no. To the rest of the team, it was awesome to give something back after Otago and uh, after all the hard work that we had to do in between the event because there was a bit of work there <laughs> which I uh, caused. But um, it was just so cool to get a good result like that and really put my name on name on the map, really. So, um, yeah, no, to base myself off that for the rest of the year was really cool, but we want to keep replicating those results. And, um, yeah, that's our goal, heading into Daybreaker and Bay of Plenty. Yeah, I mean, that, that battle's really heating up, isn't it? Once, you, once you'd announced yourself as really, you know, being a contender, which you did it at Fomeray, was it hard then? Did you have to change the mindset again before Timaru? Or, you know, how, how do you deal with that? Yeah, look, there was definitely a lot of much more media around me after Pomeray, so it was definitely cool to have, but I definitely knew straight away that you can't get caught up in that kind of stuff as cool as it is. You've got to keep level-headed, and that's what I did headed into South Canterbury. We didn't quite have the event we wanted, but we and the pace was very hot there, so um, congrats to Tim as well. He had a great event there. So, um, yeah, South Canterbury didn't quite go our way, but we focus on and um, head towards daybreak, and we'll get some a big a few events in between the, um here and there to uh keep the seat time up and uh yeah see how we go at daybreaker. Yeah, I mean that's gonna be a huge battle. Um the way that the class five structure works, the rally challenge, uh, you guys take your best two results from the first four rounds. So obviously once we get through Daybreaker that's that's all finalised, signed away before we go to the final at Bay of Plenty where I, I think it's gonna be all on. Yeah, and so definitely. both yourself and Jeff have banked two results. So it's now yeah. really about improving on those, isn't it? I mean, like, you know, Timaru was still a really solid result. He was still third and won the power stage. So, you know, yeah. um, what can you do on on roads, I guess, that no one has been on for a fair while now? Yeah, exactly. Well, what we can do is, like I said, is do the events. So we're definitely we're going to be at Hoddle Valley in about a month's time and then Straight after that, we're going to do Nelson Rally. And then possibly we might put in um, Pukkoi, but then it's becoming pretty intense for us. But, um, yeah, so I'll definitely try work on the car there and make sure we're in pristine condition for Daybreaker. So, um, yeah, Jeff's been really good competition this year. He's a real cool guy as well, so it's always cool to be seated around him. He always provides plenty of entertainment <laughs> for me and Matty. So, um, yeah, no, Jeff's driving awesome this year, but, um, look, it's still a competition and, I definitely want to beat him at the end of the year, so it should be cool. Yeah, it's going to be quite the battle, isn't it? I think um, you know, two rallies that you haven't done um, before in, in Daybreaker and, and Bay of Plenty, how much prep can you do um, before you get to those events to try and overcome you know, the fact that others might have been there? Yeah, that is true. There's, a, there's still a lot of prep that I can do, like I said before, the academy. A lot of the mental skills stuff is just changing my approach towards not knowing the stages and trying to focus on what I can uh, improve because there's no point of uh, focusing on things that I can't change. So, um, look, even South Canterbury was new for me this year. 
and there's a lot of footage on YouTube of those stages, but there's not so much of Daybreaker and, and uh, there's a bit of Bay of Plenty. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting, but look, everyone's on the same piece of road and um, everyone's kind of got similar knowledge, maybe some more than others, but um, yeah, I think it's a pretty level, level playing field. So, you know, I'm excited. It's certainly going to be a very, very exciting end to the season. And have the team thought of it? Like, what, what's the plan for the future? Do you, do you know yet? Can you say, <laughs> have you got top secret plans or have you got well, any plans? Or... Look, I like to joke about it all and tell them, maybe tell some lies here and there just to stir <laughs> the pot. But um, look, we've definitely got a few things in mind, but it's pretty hard to get overseas these days. But that's what hard work takes. So, um, yeah, we've definitely got a few things in mind, but it's uh, yeah, it's up to me really to get them done. So, yeah, I guess you got to stick to following Zero Drones Racing and find out sooner or later. Geez, they've taught you well at that academy, mate. <laughs> that is a very good political answer. We've got one, one more, one tough question for you to finish off tonight. Who's the best driver, Uncle Kings or Dad? Oh. <laughs> BB, you're gonna you're gonna get me killed at family events now. <laughs> I guess if you could put them in um, uh, level machinery, they can find out themselves. But if I didn't say Dad, I probably wouldn't be driving for the rest of the season. But then if I say Kingsley, I might be able to drive a Skoda. So oh, I'll leave you with that, and everyone else can decide the answer. And who would you be? Ooh. <laughs> BB, I can't believe you're doing this to me, honestly. <laughs> but at, at the time being, I'd probably be Kingsley just because of the Skoda, but if he didn't have that, I'd definitely be dead. Yeah, no, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, mate, well, hey, look, really appreciate you taking the time to um, to have a chat with us tonight. And, uh, yeah, we wish you all the best for those events. We'll catch up with you at Daybreaker. Cheers. Thank you very much. We'll see you then.